today we're looking at exceeding her need for honesty and openness. We talked about this. These are all uh, key or pillar emotional needs uh, that a wife will have and that a husband will have. Last week, if you remember, we looked at uh, his need for what? There you go. Recreational companionship or just doing things together. Uh, Some guys like uh, taking family trips. Some guys uh, like taking their family out to eat. Some guys uh, have, uh, enjoy uh, you know, go to going and doing activity with uh, your wife or whatever. Uh, oftentimes that looks like just going out to eat. Uh, me and my wife were riding somewhere the other day and we were like, what should we do? We're like, oh, we got to this place. And we, were, we looked at each other. We were like, we promised each other we would not be that couple that just like an activity just meant going and eating somewhere. Uh, but you fall into that pretty quickly. So sometimes you have to get creative. Uh, how many of you actually did your homework from last week? It was inside the bulletin. You did your homework. Okay, all right. So our, our homework percentage, this is the same way it happens in school, right? The first quarter or the first couple weeks, every kid's doing their homework, right? By the ninth or the tenth week, or actually by the, who am I kidding, by the second week, the homework is really <laughs> dropping off and people aren't doing it as much. Uh, so it was in the bulletin last week. I gave you a week of homework off this week. Uh, so if you want to catch up, if you still have last week's, a bulletin you can do that but we talked about finding maybe you find something that you guys like to do together and uh, you think about that and establish maybe an activity that you could do together and again that's fulfilling mostly uh, for his needs so this week we'll pivot back and we'll look at her need for honesty and openness so Malachi chapter number two in verse number 15 Malachi two fifteen says this and did he not make one, yet he the residue of the Spirit, and wherefore one, that he might seek uh, a godly seed? Right there, therefore take heed to your spirit, and let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. It says right there, take heed to your spirit. We want to develop an honest and an open spirit. As it follows up right there, it says, let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. What that would mean is obviously is maybe people fell in love when they were younger, and then over time, maybe priorities shift or, or levels of importance shift, or maybe a guy would get distracted in other things or pursuing other uh, hobbies, or, and, and maybe they're in forms of good things, just work or whatever else. Uh, but sometimes, as guys, we need to be reminded that we are still to pursue in spirit and in actions with words and things like that. Uh, our wives, and it also, I like how it recalls you, it kind of, it calls you back to remembering uh, the wife of your youth, or remember, remember how you pursued her, or how you wanted to be around her uh, when you first got married. And you say, "Well, we got married at forty. Well, go back to that point, whatever that point is, uh, when you first got uh, married, and obviously that passion and that desire to have conversation with her and things like that. Guys need to be reminded about this probably more than ladies because God has designed, and these aren't bad, but it's important to know. It's important, especially important to know if you're raising a son, guys are designed to be conquerors. We conquer things. So if you're establishing a city or you look in the Bible, it describes people that went out and established cities and built down walls and different kingdoms and empires and stuff. If you read through history of takeovers and of wars and things like that, you're mostly reading a history uh, of men sometimes. Not that ladies weren't there, not that they weren't important, 
Uh, but guys have a conquering spirit. And so guys set up obstacles and challenges and we go after that and we, and we, we secure that win. And that's very, very good. However, securing the win that is called your wife is never something that you're supposed to move on from or that you say, okay, well, I completed that battle. Now on to another battle. Uh, it needs to be something we need to be reminded to loop back and to say, I want to continually win her heart and I want to continually pursue that relationship. I think a lady naturally continues to pursue a relationship until the point where she realizes that maybe it's hopeless because there is no response from the other side. So usually if a relationship goes cold, it goes cold first on the male side and then after a long period of maybe frustration or uh, unmet expectations or whatever else, then it will go cold on the other side. So two parts in this series. Number one, we're encouraging guys continue that pursuit Right or renew that pursuit, or uh, you know advance that pursuit. We talked last week about guys. Maybe there's some habits or uh, activities and things like that that we might need to set aside for a season in order to loop back and to build up the strength and those foundations of our relationship. We get carried away with a lot of things of work. Maybe maybe one spouse is in college or whatever else. For uh, my brother-in-law right now, Mark, he is in uh, he's in college. He's doing online college, pursuing his master's. And Lacey has commented a couple of times about how hard that has been. She said, basically, I feel like a, you know, you feel like a single parent for a little while. And that, that is true. And, and, and Mark does a lot of things to, to make up for that. But obviously, there is going to be, there's only so much time in a day. And so some of that is, is going to be pulled away to this pursuit. So as he is pursuing this, he's going to have to be conscious to also pursue his wife and pursue that family. And so just remember that sometimes the juggling act through different periods of life, different stages of life gets a little bit harder. I was talking with a couple in our class last week and and they made a move that put them on a two-year journey where it's going to be a little bit more difficult for the next two years, but it has a better outcome after that. It's something that they should pursue and they're both intent on that, but they're also intent on making sure in the next two years that they come out on the other side still with a strong marriage and still loving each other. And that's obviously what you should do. And so as you pursue those other things, guys, remember that we always need to be pursuing a wife. So first, so one of their goals in this series is to encourage guys to pursue again with that vigor and energy and excitement a relationship with his wife. Ladies, our, our ad- admonishment and encouragement to you is, is to maybe reset or to maybe take away any negative emotions about uh that pursuit. Here's what I mean. Sometimes a guy will come back and, hey, you want to do something or whatever? I'm going to try or whatever. And the lady can't help but bring up, oh, what are you going to try now? You haven't tried for the last nine months. I mean, we haven't done, oh, so we were going to go on a date now. We haven't done it for 18 months. So why, why are we going on a date? Why all of a sudden are you going on a date now? And then a guy, I'm telling you, ladies, his natural response is be like, well, fine, let's make it 22 months. You know, like we have that challenging bone. Like, okay, well, fine. If you want to do that to me, here's what I'm going to do to you. And so, ladies, I want you to tear down maybe the negative. Uh, emotions, and that's hard because ladies are emotionally driven, typically. Uh, don't throw anything at me. Guys are logically driven, typically, okay? And so if, if that's true, then ladies, we need to maybe drop the negative emotions and say, you know what? I'm, I'm willing to give a clean start here. I'm willing to both work on this, and maybe there's things that I need to be able to work on as well. Uh, but once your guy starts to try to turn a corner, okay, and maybe in this series it's helping a little bit, or it's just renewing a little bit. And you were thinking, well, we already had a pretty good marriage, but we're, we're making great strides to have an even better one, and that's great. As that starts to happen, number one, recognize that. Number two, encourage and praise that. 
We wouldn't do the same thing with our kids, right? You walk to a, he's cleaning, the kid's cleaning his room. You haven't asked him to. Oh, now you're going to clean your room. You haven't cleaned your room in seven months. But now all of a sudden you want to clean your room. You want to fold those clothes, all that other stuff. We wouldn't do that to a kid because we realized it would discourage them. Um, but we would do it maybe to a grown man in his 30s and say, well, you know, just deal with it. Uh, but sometimes none of us like to deal with discouragement. I mean, especially from the person that is closest to us and things like that. Let me read Leviticus number 19. Leviticus 19. And as you're turning there, Anton? I didn't say you were specific. You said a man in his 30s. I know I'm in my 40s. You weren't talking about me. No, no, sorry. So, <laughs> what are you talking about? Is that like you're confessing something? <laughs> um, a man of any non specific age. He's about five, six. <laughs> <laughs> Just got a fresh haircut. You got it jacked up. All right, Leviticus 19, verse number 11. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Mostly this lesson is for, yeah. Mostly this lesson is for a guy sports driven on road number five, sitting by himself, black jacket. All right, Anton. All right, Leviticus nineteen verse number eleven says this: Ye, uh, ye shall not steal, neither deal falsely, neither lie one to another. All right, generic verse, but obviously we're encouraged not to right there deal falsely or to lie one with another. So dealing falsely, this can be one of two things is either expectations that are set up, right? Or actually a lying. Okay. So sometimes we set up false expectations, particularly if you're prone to over promise. Okay. Uh, over promise under, under deliver. Uh, sometimes you're, you're prone to set up false expectations and, uh, guys, when you, when you tell your, your lady that something's going to happen or that you're trying to start doing this or whatever else, I promise you, she will remember that number one. Uh, and she'll remember it for a long, long time. Uh, but number two, it's going to set up an expectation uh, in her mind. And so it's important for us to be able to uh, fulfill those. All right, let's take the first talking point then. And just looking broadly, this is week number six. Over the first five weeks uh, as we've done this, has this uh, series helped? And when I say this, maybe it's helped you to either realize something, right? Or maybe to start pursuing an action or to think of something a little bit differently, uh, I'm not asking one to get like deep confessional things like that, but I'm just saying, uh, has it helped you in a way to maybe change your thought process or understanding on something either through the love languages we've talked about over the last uh, five weeks or maybe a particular lesson on his need or her need? Anybody? Lydia. Just since we started over the past couple weeks, um, Nick's like done extra stuff. Like I felt like we've been like dating again. Like he's done special like brought gifts home or... Come home early from work to help me out, um, which is just kind of cool. And then the fact that he just sits down with me and asks, how can we be working on our marriage? What can I do? That means a lot to me. So I feel like it's just helped us to feel like we're like dating again a little bit. So mm-hmm. that's cool to me. That's awesome. Guys, pro tip. If you're the one who initiates doing this homework with your wife, I'm setting you up, right? <laughs> so I'm setting you up where you can sort of maybe have a failure or you can have a huge win, okay? So we want the huge win. Guys, if you initiate doing this homework with your wife, I promise you it'll go a long way. So if you're like, hey, you know what, let's sit down, let's, let's talk about this, let's work on this. It's gonna go a long way. If you don't believe me, just turn to the person beside you and ask them, unless you're sitting by a guy. But uh, if you're sitting beside a lady, I promise you that that's the case. Anybody else? Thank you, Lydia. Appreciate that. It doesn't have to be too specific or anything, okay? All right, so. Onward. Number one right here. Uh, the esteem. The esteem of honesty and openness. So what positive outcomes will 
uh, honesty and openness have. Now, let me define, let me define, honesty probably doesn't need a definition, but openness needs a definition, okay? So open, um, basically, you know, if, if you share calendars, so you know what's coming up, okay? Uh, one of the, one of the uh, faults that I have would be to maybe set up plans with somebody or something uh, that me and my wife are going to do together with them, and then I, I fail to tell my wife. I fail to communicate her uh, that to her. And uh, I might, you know, in church, uh, oh, hey, by the way, I forgot to tell you, there's a couple people coming over tonight after church. How many is a couple? I think like 10. So that's not something that she enjoys uh, when I drop it on her. She is very, very good about if anything happens or anything is coming up, if she sets up going out to lunch with, with the Littletons or something like that, she'll put it in the calendar right away. She'll set the time. She'll send me an invitation link that I'm supposed to accept that I know. And then so then later on, uh, she uses that leverage. She's like, no, you know, we, we, you knew that we had this. You know, it's, it's been on your calendar for 10 days. And I'll say, well, I, I don't check my calendar. And then that's my fault. So I am very bad about including things onto the calendar and then including her on the invite or whatever. Or I'll maybe put it on there. And she's like, well, you never shared that calendar with me. I said, well, that, that is true. That would be a problem. So um, having that openness, in other words, just giving the person time uh, to adapt. How many of you, uh, you are in a marriage relationship where one person, it's like jump on any plan. Yeah, sure, we can just change what they need to do in five minutes. Another person needs to know about five months ahead if anything is going to happen like that. Okay, all right. So this is the relationship that I'm in. So you need to know that about this person and give them time in order to maybe plan ahead or whatever else. Uh, you know, my wife will say, well, you know, I got to have time to clean the house. And I'm like, well, how long should that take? You know, like eight minutes? She's like, no, like it's going to take a couple hours. And I'll say, well, don't make it that clean then. You know, like let's just settle for like a, like a medium job. You know, like it doesn't have to be extreme maids every time. You know, like is there a good balance or whatever? And so um, it provides, A right there, uh, openness and honesty. They provide a clear roadmap for our two marital adjustments. So if things need to happen or adjustments need to take place, uh, some of you, uh, you're in, uh, so Vanessa was just saying she's in, in college right now. She's in school, right? And so you're finishing up your, you're getting your GED? Yeah. No, no, she's, no. What are you getting? Her master's. She's master's. Okay, so she's getting her master's. And uh, so we're, uh, we're proud of her. And well, it's a little bit off, so it was a master's. I knew it was something pretty intense. That's why I could joke. Um, and so, and you have a birthday tomorrow? Yeah. And tomorrow, okay, that's good. So, birthday tomorrow, and she's pursuing her master's. So, this is something I know that her, her and Ian have sat down, and okay, well, you know, so I'm going through this. That means, so, Ian's responsibilities move and change. And so, it provides openness and conversation about what's coming ahead, provide opportunity uh, for a clear uh, roadmap to marital adjustment, being able to make changes. That's obviously a big change that lasts for several years. Uh, and so, both parties need to understand and be willing to accept that. And that conversation allows, it, it doesn't, obviously there'll be future frustrations. There'll be times where life gets crazy and it's frustrating to both of you. But you'll be able to go back and say, well, we knew this was coming and we had talked about this and we've planned for this. And just that goes a long, long, long ways, especially on her side. B right here. Um, honesty, or sorry, dishonesty, or, or covering the truth in some way, is painfully offensive. It's painfully offensive. It's painfully offensive. I was, I was talking with a guy, uh, I was talking with a guy and, and he had his wallet and um, there was this, what did he call, there's this special flap or something in this wallet or whatever else 
I said, oh, that's kind of cool, whatever, you know. And uh, he had a name for it, but he basically said, that's, that's where I keep, you know, like a $100 bill or so, some type of money or whatever. Some of you are like, I, I've never seen a $100 bill. But uh, he kept some money in there or whatever. Uh, if he if he was gonna make like purchases or going out to eat or whatever else kind of thing and keep it off of the card right and uh, so he he had basically established that he he might need some money in case he he runs across something that he wants to buy or or whatever else um, but openness even with money well a lot with money okay and transparency things like that is very very important to have especially if you're not the person who is planning out the budget we talked about this going back several weeks ago um, but if someone else I think Norm brought this up if someone else is planning the budget in your relationship uh, then you need to tell someone about those purchases okay or things that you're planning on coming out or 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 ask for it okay and uh, you say well I don't ask for it you know I, I earn the money I should be able to spend it when I want to that's fine but if you're not the one managing it you might not exactly know that she made a double car payment or that she's trying to pay the house down more or that she's putting extra on principal or doing smart things like that You'll need to talk about those things. But dishonesty right here is painfully, painfully offensive. C, it meets an important emotional need. Obviously, for your spouse and for your wife, this meets an important emotional need when you are open and honest about things. Open and honest. We're going to look at four areas in which this is, uh, in which this is key. Number one right there, emotional honesty. Emotional honesty. Guys, she wants to know how you feel about things, okay? And um, sometimes uh, you think, well, I'd rather just not say it because it's, it's better to not say that I'm frustrated about something or that I don't like this or that I don't like that. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, we were, well, something was happening or whatever, and uh, she said, I just want you to be honest about something. Okay, I said, all right, honestly, it really, it bugs me when you do such and such, right? And she was like, why? I'd never known that. Well, how long have I done that? And I said, well, pretty much like the whole time that I've known you, you know? Um, and she's like, well, why have you never brought that up then? And I was like, well, I always felt like I could just deal with it, you know? I mean, it's like, it's not that big of a, it's in the grand scheme of things, it's definitely not like a big deal. It's not like a huge thing, you know, or whatever. Um, but she was like, well, I want, you to, I want you to say things like that. And I was like, are you sure? She's like, absolutely, I want you to say things like that. And I was like, well, let me bring up a list. No. Um, so I just had but if there's, guys, if there's maybe one thing, that, that, and maybe it's a, a tiny thing, okay? Maybe it's a thing uh, about a clutter if you're the organized one, or maybe it's a thing about timeliness, okay? You're just saying, like, you know, honestly, you know what? It, you know, ladies, five minutes needs to mean five minutes. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so how, how long are you going to be ready? Well, we can leave in five minutes. And you know five minutes really means 25 minutes, okay? Well, maybe it's time to have a conversation and say, look, I just, I got to know, honestly, what five minutes means, right? Uh, we can use that code word. That's fine. But I need to know if it means half an hour. I just need to know. Uh, so maybe you need to be open about those things and just saying what you're feeling about things. Guys, sometimes uh, we won't say things about uh, maybe what we're facing or feeling with our kids or how, you know, things are at work or whatever else. And I promise you, she wants to know about those things. Um, a lot of times guys don't like bringing up things. This is the classic thing. If we think that there's not really a ready, a solution on hand. And this makes sense because I wouldn't tell a guy buddy about a problem I'm having just to get it off my chest. I tell him about it. If I thought we could work together to find a solution, but ladies want to talk things out because talking about it is, the solution. Now, to me, that makes no sense because um, I'm like, well, but the problem is still there, right? That rock in your shoe still exists. Uh, my wife brought up something the other day and she was like, well, and I said, well, look, if we would just do this, 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 and she just looked at me and I said, oh, 
you don't want me to say anything about this. You want it to stay exactly the way it is. You want to just be able to talk about it. And she said, you're learning. And so I was trying to learn that some problems, they, they can't go away. And, and, and it's important, guys, to realize that not every problem, sometimes your wife is going to be frustrated about something. And honestly, there's, there's nothing that you can do about it. She, it's just something she's going to have to live with for a while. But she can live with it as long as she knows that she has a sympathetic ear to fall back on. Philip? Uh, so I was going to bring up a point that, that I think the most important thing about that is that you bring it up at the right time. That you can't, uh, when, it, when it's, I guess, in the middle of whatever is happening, you probably should wait until you guys are in a good place and then you can bring it in as a discussion point instead of, I don't like this, this, this. Let's talk about it. Yeah, it's true. Give me five months. Well, I mean, there's a time so so you can remember what you what you're trying to say, you know, and then and then you know sit down and have a cup of tea or something like that. That's really smart. Plus, obviously, it'll show her like, oh, you really were paying attention. You really you you thought about it, you brought it up later on. So two things, guys. Number one, you'll be able to think through. You'll be able to logically think through something and maybe offer a good solution if there's a solution to be had. And then number two, ladies, they won't be as emotionally charged about it. So you're able to say like, okay, well, here, what do you actually think about this? And maybe you talk around the horn and there is no solution. You know, it's just something that, that she just wants your sympathy on. And that's fine. There's, for a lot of problems, that, that's the case. And some, some will just pass, right? Some need solutions and some have no solutions, okay? And so that, that, is, uh, that, is, um, that is the case. Yes, sir? And I think the other thing, too, is um, a lot of uh, inquiring questions as to how they feel about it instead of you just forcing your opinion on them. No, that is, they know what the issue is. That is really true. That's good. Philip, can you finish this lesson for me? Because uh, that is true. That is, that is really good. Sometimes we, uh, that's true. So questions, questions lead to more um, open honesty. That's true. Historical honesty, historical honesty. Okay. So this goes into, this goes into touchy areas. Okay. So how much of my past should I say or reveal? general rule of thumb that's good to remember is okay um that all of it should be on the table but details are not always needed or necessary okay so you should be open this is this is this is what happened before this is some things that i've i've done before okay and they weren't good things obviously and in a lot of cases people or spouse whatever already knows right um, and it's not necessary for you to fill in every single detail, right? Um, but it is important to be historically honest. Number three, are there current honesty, obviously? And then future honesty. That's just a promise that you'll know to remember to be open and honest. Number two, the eliminators of honesty and openness. So ladies, this would probably be some things if you... If you bring up these four things, okay, or if you live in the area of these four things, it will discourage honesty and openness. It's the same thing about as he tries to make improvement. If you bring up all of the past failures, it will discourage um, improvement. And this is true for all of us. This is true with your kids and all those other things. Uh, some, some parents, and I don't, I don't think in here, but I've, I've heard in circles of parents just continually badger their kids about things that they have done. And it probably quickly discourages that kid to say, well, why, like, why am I going to try? You know, if that's all that can be remembered. Now, maybe they've done 22 things wrong and only one thing right. 
but let's encourage that one thing, right? Because maybe this means the start of a new direction, okay? Even if you've been burned 10 times before, um, it might still be the start of a new direction. For some of us, we've burned people 22 times, and that 23rd time, we, we changed, and we were a different person today, okay? So we need to remember that about ourselves as well. Uh, right there, uh, A, selfish demands. Selfish demands. You're not going to be able to demand very many things in marriage because it, it typically is, and it should be, a partnership of two people voluntarily. So I don't know how many demands you think you want to try to put on the relationship, but I can promise you that most of the time this will backfire in your face. You can say, here's some things that I really, really need from you, okay? And guys, we should, on our side, guys, we should listen to those needs because if she's bringing it up as something that, listen, I really need you to hear me out on this or I really need you to be open about this, um, that's not something that's going to change. She's not just gonna forget it about it or just deal with it later on or whatever. It will continually be a need uh, that she has and it's probably going to be one of these that we're going to look at the course of our lesson, the five different needs that a lady will have. Uh, it will probably be one of these because God has all made us with the same core uh, makeup and things. Man, 1040. All right, here we go. Disrespectful judgments. Disrespectful judgments. Let's be careful about how we judge one another. Sometimes the most hateful things that we'll say during the course of our entire life are said to the people that are the absolute closest to us. Um, and that's obviously a pity. And a lot of marriage is not like that. And, and some of you, as you look around, you think you, you've never raised uh, your voice to your spouse. You've never had a, a crazy knockdown, drag out fight like that. And that's awesome. And for some of you, it's, it's a weekly occurrence or a couple of times a week occurrence, okay? That's something that needs to get fixed. A marriage can only take so much strain. I don't care how much God there is in that marriage. I don't care how much church going there is in that marriage. A marriage can only take so much strain before one or the other person looks around and says, I, I don't know why we're doing this anymore. And you don't want to get to that point. And guys, the differences between good marriages, or we'll say bad marriages and great marriages, is that great marriages, this one or both of the spouses, they're able to detect problems a long ways off. Sometimes we get sideswiped because we're not paying attention. We'll say, oh, this is really frustrating. Yes, and, and with her crying, she'll say, this is something that's frustrated me for months, for years. I can't take it anymore. And the guys are like, oh, well, what is this new thing that's coming out of nowhere? <laughs> and we, did, we didn't realize or perceive that it was a problem. Guys, perceiving that something is a problem, a long ways off where you can head off those problems because they'll come. But if you see them a long ways off, you can deal with those things before they become major giants that are huge roadblocks to a successful marriage and even threaten the whole existence um, of your marriage. Uh, angry outbursts, angry outbursts. And then lastly here, um, dwelling on mistakes, dwelling on mistakes. Again, let's, let's encourage the growth or encourage um, good habits uh, that we see as, as Lydia mentioned before, okay, as you see good habits or you see thoughtful things or whatever, um, encourage and praise those because uh, you'll probably get more of those depending on how you uh, deal with them. Does anyone have any talking point on here? Um, what are some good ways to keep openness alive? Anybody got anything? Yes, sir? I would say don't worry about the response. Accept it for what it is, maybe. Okay. So 
be willing to take that risk. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, number three. You know what? We'll get to this. Let me, um, let me say this, okay? As you look around, okay, um, you'll probably start to notice. You, you don't want to notice this too much, okay? But sometimes it's glaringly obvious, okay? As you look around, perhaps you notice, man, okay, there's some people in here that it would seem like, because I watch them interact, that they have a very, very good marriage, okay? One of the biggest benefits of going to a church or certainly of going to this class or whatever else is having good examples around you. Would we agree on that? Okay, great. I'm going to talk about this in the next service a little bit. Um, but if you notice someone that maybe they're farther down the road from you, young couples, okay, or, or, uh, or just they, they, they obviously have established better habits or better patterns than you, man, guys, maybe you should go to that guy and say, hey, you know what, I, I just I noticed that it seems like you know a lot about this. Bring some questions to them. Not that you ever have to bring any to me. I don't, I don't care if you bring them to me or not. I just care that you get help. So if you look around and you say, man, well, that, that couple, I, I bet I could learn some stuff from that guy. Or ladies, you look at some other ladies in the church and say, man, I could probably learn some. Be willing to take that risk. And not that you have to go to them and say like, oh, I feel like we're horrible. Maybe you just say you want to get better. Maybe go to that person and say, you know, I've noticed that you're, you're good in this area. Do you mind if I ask you a couple questions? Or can you give me a little bit of advice on this? You might have to kind of help them about what you mean because if you just walk up to somebody and say, hey, tell me how to have a good marriage. Um, that's probably, they probably don't have it listed out like in their back pocket or whatever. Uh, but maybe you could just ask, hey, do you mind if I could call you or could we go out or I could talk to you about some things or whatever else? Not that you're going to vent about the other spouse. Don't let it turn into that. What it turns into though is say like, hey, I want to pick up some good mentors, okay, in our church. And sometimes we're drowning and we're dying and we need help, help so bad. And there's people all around us that could help us because you're faithful in a church right here, which means you're in the best spot that you could be. But sometimes the only relationship advice that we're hearing or we're getting is from coworkers or whatever else. And it's pretty much them complaining about their spouse as well. And so it's the worst place to pick up advice. But we sit around couples that could maybe help us out or give us advice. Be willing, be humble enough to go to that person and say, hey, I want to ask you about a couple of things because I think it's an area in which I can grow. I promise you they won't judge you, and I promise you they'll probably be excited to help you. Because if it's something that you're passionate about, they're excited to help you with that. All right? I promise you uh, that, uh, that there are people like that in our church all around. So let's look at this here. What are the effects of openness and honesty? Uh, a right there. It enables, it enables security. Enables security. A, a spouse is able to feel that they're secure in that relationship because they know if you have a problem – or if you need to be honest about something or something's happening or something's coming up or some event or whatever, you're willing to bring it up. Uh, be right here. It establishes closeness. Establishes closeness. It will bring you closer, guys, when you're open and honest about something, even if it's something negative. And say like, hey, look, honestly, this, this offends me. Or honestly, I think this needs to change or whatever. Uh, be willing to bring it up. And then see right here, it evicts privacy. It evicts privacy. Okay. Most of the time, in most cases, you need to be able to uh, share passwords, okay? Other person needs to know uh, what's going on. They need to have access to your calendar, things like that. You've entered into a partnership where you're saying, I'm willing to be transparent with this person. If that's the case, uh, then you need to take steps in order to do that. In all things, it should be you and your spouse versus the world, okay? Any challenges that might come or whatever else, you're, you're going to go through it together, side by side, hand in hand. 
And uh, don't let anything split you up or, or harm that marriage. All right. Hopefully it's been a help. We've got uh, week um, seven coming up next week and uh, closing towards we're at the midpoint right now of it. So as we turn to the end of it here, if you want to catch up on any homework, guys, do that. It'll be helpful, I know. And you are dismissed. We'll go to the next service. Thank you very much.